So, you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in a warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with their sermon later, right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important, like seeing other people face-to-face. No, I know. Hugs do not come through on a podcast, and I think for some of us, they're a little bit important. Yeah. You're going to miss out on intergenerational community and all of the support and encouragement and challenge that comes along with that, the practice of loving people who might be a little difficult to love. Yes. Uh, You're going to miss out on the snacks after church. You're going to miss out on great music. We can't give you any of that through a podcast, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts, perfect preachers, or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're just pastors, helping our congregation think through life's big questions every week. We started the podcast, so if you're away from home, or working, or coaching, or having fun in the wilderness, in the sunny weather, or maybe you've moved away, or maybe, maybe... You're just sleeping in. You can still keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope that you would receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we encourage you to keep that mind open and consider all the possibilities, including your own. Maybe you don't agree with us. That's cool. Keep thinking about it. Keep talking to the people you trust. Our hope is that whatever you think about whatever we're talking about today, you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris. So Susan. Um, the Sunday after Easter is always... Intern Sunday. Intern Sunday. <laughs> if you have one. If you're, if you're a pastor, you're so wiped out from Holy Week. You recruit somebody else to preach the Sunday after Easter. But I didn't. You did not. And I did. I did. You did. Well, <laughs> your, your church had the celebration of the beginning of your 150th yeah yeah we started that we'll yeah. talk about that in the we'll next talk episode. about that later but the sunday after is almost always thomas yeah gospel of thomas gospel of thomas and well it's um, not gospel of thomas it's john gospel of john of but it's about thomas about thomas right but i started my sermon with a story about somebody else okay a guy named scott foster is this a relation of he yours is not a relation of mine that i know of oh i mean there we could, could do be the ancestry.com thing and we find could, out. We could, but it wasn't, that's not important to the story. Is he contemporaneous? He is contemporaneous. He is a 36-year-old accountant from the Chicago area. All right. He's, he's an average Joe. Average guy. But about a week and a half before he had a life-changing event. Okay. But let me back up. He was at a Bible study in Oxford. No, no, no. In no London. strangely warmed heart. Right? Okay. Um, let's back up because evidently in the National Hockey League, uh huh, which I know you're a fan of, uh huh, each game, each team has two goalies yeah. on their team, right? Yep. And what they do at every game, there's a backup that either team can use, either a backup goalie in case both of their goalies get hurt. Okay. This third guy is usually a local guy. Like, so like local league, like D league, beer league. Yeah. Triple A. Oh, like, like not even a professional, like, like like local (laughs) co-ed local guy who just plays for fun. Okay. Right. And they get to come on free tickets and they get a special seat and they bring their gear and they stash it in the 
field just in case. Something I did not in the field. No, you know, <laughs> in, in the, the ring, in somewhere the, in the rink. In the, the rink, right? Like in the bathroom or something, right? Yeah. Something I didn't know about the NFL, NHL. It, right? Great. Right? Which is really fascinating to me. And I'm telling this story, and there's a couple of guys in my congregation who are like nodding, and I'm like, like, you knew this? How do I get to be that guy? <laughs> right? On that, I think it was a Thursday night, the Chicago Blackhawks had both their goalies go down oh, no. with injuries, right? And so Scott Foster got called in. Wow. To play, you know, a beer league goalie playing in the NHL in a game. That's fun. Blocking in a sold out arena, blocking goals and allowing the Blackhawks to win the game. What? Like he did like 14 minutes. How, who were they playing? Uh, I don't remember. The last five minutes of a hockey game are really intense. Right. And so he did like playing the last. He did 14 minutes, gave up no goals. Wow. And like, save, you know, like allowed them to win. Right? Saved the game. Saved the game. Where right. is the Disney movie for Scott Foster? Foster. Right. Well, maybe Who I think would pro- be played by like Chris Pratt, but like Parks and Rec Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Not like right. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt. Right. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, but so his interview after the game is just priceless. Okay. Because he's just like, he's this guy who's like, you can totally tell. He's a 36-year-old accountant. Accountant. Right? And he's like, you know, and he's got this like deer in the headlights look. And he's just, I actually said, a few hours ago, I was using my 10 key and now I'm here. And I just love this guy because I love his testimony, right? Like here, you know, who knows what, what you will be doing in a few hours, right? Right. Where, where a few hours will take you. What you need to be prepared for. What do you need to be prepared for? I wonder if the disciples felt the same way. Like just a few days ago. Things were going okay. They you know, were they following were, this rabbi, rabbi around. Seemed to be on track. There were 12 of us. And now here we are locked in a room. We're fearful, anxious, worried at loose ends. What now? Yeah. Right? And um, we're using our 10 keys. We're using our 10 key. And we were, you know, we were fishing for men, not for fish, you know, but it was, it was still the thing. But it was like groovy and cool. And now our rabbi is dead. Good, right? They're in a room, right? Talking over the events of the last few days, the arrest, the trial, the crucifixion, and now the strange stories. An empty tomb. What could it mean? I mean, like, can you imagine? Have the women finally cracked? Have, have they cracked under the pressure? That's when Jesus enters in and Jesus says, peace. And I always think about this, the scene, right? Like, yeah, peace is needed, but geez, Jesus, could you have come in a better way so that we would like not be freaking out? Yeah. Could you not do the like magician <laughs> illusion? The illusion thing. The illusion. And, and what Jesus says, Here, here's your peace and it's time for you to go. Mm-hmm. Just as God sent me, I send you. It's time for you, you know, go to others outside these walls to give your testimony, to tell others what you've experienced and take this Holy Spirit with you, right? Just let's go. And that in the process, you're going to be faced with this whole variety of experiences and, you know, you need to be ready. Yeah. You need to be ready. And I take the Holy Spirit with you like Scott Foster took his, his bag of gear, right? Yeah. I mean, it may not always be... Like the forefront of your mind, but that's the thing you're carrying with you, right? Right. And then we have the story of Thomas, right? Like this is leads us to Thomas. So Tom, Thomas is not in the room. Thomas is not in the room. And he gets that bad rap. I Thomas is my favorite. I don't I know why people Thomas. dislike Thomas. He is he is all of us. Right. He is He's us, going, right? oh my gosh, there has been a massive, they've, they've all cracked. They've all just <laughs> gone over the edge. And I think 
we, we, we get so focused on Thomas sometimes when we do this reading that we gloss right over this, this visit with the disciples, mm. right? We get right to the like, oh my God, can you believe? I mean, not us. I meant us in the large sense. Schmozo who can didn't you believe, understand. You know, right? Jesus is saying some really important things in this passage, like go out and share, go out and be, go out, right? Peace. Peace. And, you know, and there's the, the other things about Thomas. Thomas doesn't actually have to put his fingers in there. He realizes that, mm-hmm. like, in the midst of this thing. But He was using hyperbole. He was, he was hyperbole, Jewish. Right? He was hilarious. Like, yeah. he didn't mean it. Yeah. And that Jesus, in this passage, really says, this is the, you know, I know you're scared. I know you're not comfortable. I know you don't really, f- haven't figured out how, how all this works. Mm-hmm. But Go. Go and be witnesses. Go and be witnesses. And I reminded my folks, of course, about the membership vows, right? Right. You know, because that fifth thing is is witness. And and I said, so that means you're all going to join me down at 7th and Keystone, right? With our megaphones. <laughs> and they all look horrified. I'm like, dude, I would never do that myself. No. So I can't expect that of you. Not an authentic witness. It's not an authentic witness. But I said, you know, where is your witness? Are you ready are you ready to give your witness? Yeah. Whether that's, and, and I, you know, and I mentioned this probably not going to be like, you know, the day and time that Jesus saved you. Right. But, but where is your witness about what God's doing in your life? Yeah. Where is your witness about what God has done in your life? Where have you been reminded of all the big things that need to happen in the world? I always tell my congregation, like, it's not fair, but people are watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they know that you go to church, it's not fair but they're watching you. So you need to be on. This is not just like when you think people are watching, watching you. you. People are watching you because they distrust for mm-hmm. really good reasons right. organized religion. Uh-huh. And so when they find out you're part of a church, there's a really high skepticism about that and they want to see what you're like. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you just, this is not like the, well, we're going to church now, so we have to be on our best behavior. Like no. this is an all, all the time right. thing. And this is an all in thing. I mean, that's partially why Thomas is so upset, right? Is that he's all in and he wasn't there. And he wasn't there. Um, there was a, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. I can't think of his name right now, but he went into his like dry cleaner uh-huh. or something to get something. And somebody else came into the dry cleaner and it came up that he was a pastor. Uh-huh. And when the other person left, his dry cleaner, who he'd like talked to a little bit over the three or four years he'd been going there, said, you know, it doesn't surprise me that you're religious, but it does surprise me that you're Christian. And Mm. he says, well, why is that? And he said, well, I thought you would have belonged to one of those like Eastern religions. And he says, I do. (laughs) It's an Eastern religion. religion. (laughs) It's just been Westernized beyond recognition. And so he said, no, I do belong to an Eastern religion. And so people are watching and they have this bad rap about Christianity and you can reclaim that. Right. For my folks, I tend to think they just need to, to own who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what part of this is. Yeah. You can both be the guy who, the, the accountant and the... And the hockey player. And the hockey player, right? But you, it doesn't you mean are, that you're always stepping outside of your day job. Right. It might be in your day job that you need in to be the person job. who is exactly. a sanctuary for other people who are stressed out and need to complain about the boss or whatever. Like you can be a model for them in that role. Well, and you can also help them see, you know, how... You know, some of the stuff they're complaining about is not that important. Right. <laughs> Build some compassion and empathy Maybe and perspective. Impressive. Not by knowing better than them. No, But just helping not. them to see, hopefully, the work that you have done or are doing right. yourself. Right. Anyway, so that was my... Cool. Thomas. Well, thanks, Susan. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have any thoughts about what we've been talking about, questions for us, stories... 
about playing hockey, perhaps, or stepping up to the bat, not to mix too many sports metaphors together. You can shoot us an email. <laughs> We're at Sunday Morning Sleep Email Chris if you have any more sports metaphors to donate Sports metaphors. Uh, Sunday Morning Sleep In at gmail.com. You can find us at Sunday Morning Sleep All of our episodes are there with links to the various things that we have talked about, and I will link the story about Mr. Foster, the accountant from Chicago. And you can also find us on Facebook and SoundCloud and all the other places. Uh, you can comment there, and we will get back to you. The scripture for this podcast is John 20, 19 to 31. And the theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So the, the, at the end of our podcast and the end of worship, we, we send people out with a blessing, something to make you think, something to, to make you um, carry the message we've been trying to get across with you a little bit farther. And today what I would say is gear up, be ready, be aware that the Holy Spirit goes with you and that you have a witness that is powerful and needed. In Christ's name, amen. Go Hawks. Amen.